Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her, by her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses, employment, and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Today on the podcast, we have Kristen of Mommy Income. She is an e-commerce expert. She got her start 17 years ago on eBay and has since transitioned to Amazon, where she has been a serial entrepreneur, learning all the ins and outs of how to run a successful business selling wholesale on Amazon. Today, she talked a touch about her wholesale bundle system, and she's helped thousands of students through her online course, but also through her podcast. Today, we're talking about a product offer, a revenue stream, a selling platform that we've never, literally never talked about before on the podcast before, and that is selling wholesale bundles on Amazon. And honestly, there was so much information today that I not only didn't know, but I had a misconception about. And so I really think that you guys will get a lot of good ideas from this episode if selling a new product getting a second stream of revenue up and running or just testing your toes in running a business that maybe is a little bit different than what everyone else is doing. I think this one will give you some really good ideas. Kristen breaks down her strategies and the order that she did stuff really, really well and has some incredible resources for you guys to keep learning if you want to find out how to sell on Amazon. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive in today. Emily and I have been in many businesses and many business models and yet have never really stuck our foot in this industry. So I'm excited to hear a new perspective, a different selling opportunity. Which is definitely going to make um, us want to start a new business after this episode. <laughs> it always does. I, so by the funny. end of it, I will be like, this is my uh-huh. next thing. This is what I'm going to do. It happens a lot. You guys know I am easily influenced. So I'm excited to talk today more about e-commerce and specifically selling via Amazon. Um, I know there's a lot of information out there. I think some of it's a little schemey. So I'm excited to hear more about how you compete in such a huge online platform when you're directly competing oftentimes with Amazon themselves as a third-party vendor. So I'd love if you kind of just give us a little bit of background on like how you started on Amazon and what it's like today versus when you started. For sure. Yeah. When I started on Amazon, it was the wild west and I was kind of moving over from eBay. So I was doing a Um, before I was just doing like the thrifting kind of stuff and flipping things from yard sales and things like that. But the Amazon platform didn't really lend itself to that. Although you can still sell used items on Amazon. um, It's more of the, um, you know, new brand new things that people want. And so as I started, I started with used books way back in 2008, I think. And it was just kind of went from there. I started selling used books and Amazon made it so easy to just list items without taking images. They store all the images and things like that on Amazon. So it made it really easy to get into it. 
a long time ago. Now it's quite a different story as we fast forward many years. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. As I was looking to scale while I was on eBay, uh, I started there because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to be separated from my kids, but I had to have income. So I had to start somewhere. So I started selling eBay. And then when I discovered Amazon, I realized that it was easier to work smarter, not harder to go out and be thrifting these different things that I'd have to then take pictures of to where Amazon was a, a totally different beast. I was able to um, at first start with um, thrifting books at yard sales and you know just all kinds of different thrift shops and things. Um, and then you could send them all into Amazon's fulfillment center, which is uh, the FBA style. And that's where Amazon takes your item and ships it to your customer for you. So you don't have to do all of that back end. You send it all in all to one place all at once and then Amazon distributes to the customer. So it, it kind of eliminated the step, which was very appealing to a very busy stay-at-home mom. For sure. I, I've definitely seen that. Um, I've seen that floating around where people are like scanning products and they might be at a thrift store and seeing, is there a market for it? Can I do this? Can I turn around and sell it? What does that look like now? Are you still selling used books or have you flipped and um, done something else with that platform? Yeah, so that's, you know, you can start with thrifting. Uh, retail arbitrage is kind of what you're referring to. It's probably what a lot of people see now online on YouTube videos and things like that, where you would go to the stores and scan products and, you know, on clearance and see if there's any sort of margin in there and then ship your products in. I started with, with thrifting and then retail arbitrage for many years. The problem with that was scalability because you're out there gathering whatever inventory is available to you on the shelf and it's kind of a one and done thing. So if you hit the clearance aisle at Target, you might might be able to make a few bucks on a lot of the different things there, but you can't go back to Target next week and buy those same things. They're just they're just kind of a one and done thing, and that mm -hmm. proved to be lucrative but not scalable. So we ventured into doing wholesale, and we thought mm -hmm. this is going to be you know the ticket to the million, right? Wah wah wah. <laughs> we were very wrong with that. Um, wholesale margins, <laughs> wholesale margins really tend to be a lot slimmer than people think. So I think there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that assume that hey, wholesale is probably like at least 50% off of what you can buy in a store. And that is very underestimated. It's usually about a 30% uh, margin that you might have there because um, the your wholesale companies don't care that you're selling on Amazon and they have all kinds of fees. They're just like, nope, this is our price. And of course, if you're Walmart or Target or some big store like that, you can always negotiate. They have deeper pockets, so they get better discounts. So for little old me, uh, my margins were very slim. And so I was very disappointed because although I could get all the product in the world and I didn't have to run to stores and grab stuff off shelves, the margins were not there. So I was very discouraged by that. And as I was looking into the different things, I know you guys have seen the videos and I'm sure a lot of the listeners have as well, that, you know, there's all those people get rich quick, right? They've got their Lambos, you know, in the background and they're like, yeah, we're making $10 million on Amazon. Um, believe me, I've tried all the different methods and um, private label is another buzzword that a lot of people are talking about creating your own brand and, um, you know, sourcing things from overseas or internationally and bringing them to the Amazon marketplace. And I tried that as well in a very small level and realized you needed a long time and deep pockets before you saw any return on your investment. And that just wasn't going to work for me. I needed the income instantly and I needed it regularly. And so I couldn't wait a year for my product to launch and hope it sold. I had to have instant results. And so I kind of created my own um business model that was kind of a hybrid of your wholesale with low margins and kind of high competition. And then the whole holy grail, they call it, of Amazon, like the top of the food chain when you're creating your own brand and you're just owning everything and it's the greatest. Um, so I needed a way to meet in the middle there because I wanted the wholesale where I could just email, order products, have them shipped and send them on into Amazon without running out and buying everything on shelves. But the private label wasn't going to work for me. So I created a, a bundle system where I would use wholesale products that were already in existence and I would match them um, with very highly complementary items. So you think like you buy shampoo and conditioner separately, but oftentimes we buy the same brands. We might even buy the same brand of, of hairstyling products because we, we like the brand and it's there. So I began creating bundles with like the shampoo conditioner sets together. I think that was like a, an example. I actually started with grocery products and the grocery products were, um, funny story is the reason I started the grocery product was because our family always buys these big gigantic boxes 
of granola bars from Costco. And there was always this one flavor that no one liked. And we ended up throwing it in the garbage because no one wanted it, but we wanted all the rest of them. It's like, well, what am I going to do with these? And so I started looking on Amazon, like maybe I could sell a box of them or something and realize people like there was a couple other people selling them in a variety pack that they had kind of created themselves. And so you think like fiber one bars or like nature Valley, you know, you buy a whole box of six of those at the grocery store at Costco, 156 of them. And then you, uh, and so I was like, Oh, these multi flavors. And so I tried one and I was like, I'm going to put like three different varieties together and see what happens. And lo and behold, they sold and they sold very quickly, like as this variety pack. And I thought, Oh, well, there's way more margin in that than there was selling a single box of those, which then of course you guys mentioned, um, competing directly against Amazon is not going to get you the margins that you want. And margins in grocery are even way slimmer than regular stuff. So it was really hard to compete. So we moved over to toys and we, we were selling this one popular toy at the time, Shopkins, when it first kind of came out and we were selling those like crazy. So we got the wholesale mm -hmm. account, could not make a dollar. We were actually negative when we tried to list it on Amazon because oh. of the fees. So we put it with a carrying case because we thought all these little Shopkins are so tiny and all over the place. What if there was a carrying case someone could buy the you know little set with it and then the carrying case and when they're done, they could wrap it all up. And that was a huge hit. And we realized we were onto something when we cre started creating these bundles and accessory kits for different products. And uh, we just haven't looked back since. That is so exciting. Um, I want to ask a clarifying question because I just saw this pop up on my Amazon very recently. So I don't know if this is a new feature that they are testing or if this has been in existence and I just haven't seen it. So when you say bundles, you're talking about stuff that you intentionally decide these things are going to go together and I'm going to offer this as one product listing. Because what I was marketed the other day on Amazon, I was looking at one product and I don't know if that seller then offered it in a bundle. So it was shown to me down below, like if you want to buy this bundle of items or if that was Amazon suggesting, because I know that's different than where they say like, add on these three separate things and just put them all in your cart. That's not necessarily a bundle. Those are just three different products, but are, is Amazon coming up with this feature similarly to what you're doing or is that a seller offering a bundle so i think it other than your frequently bought together where you're talking about three different products and they say people who right. bought this also bought these other things um, amazon has been testing out what they consider virtual bundles where they will market to you and say hey this often goes with these products and, and basically showing you what they call a virtual bundle mm -hmm. and yes they've been rolling that out but it's been similarly unsuccessful because what happens is if you it depends on the product line. Like that can work if you're just ordering a bunch of separate items together. But the problem with that is that oftentimes those things come at different times. They come in different boxes. Yeah. They come at, you know, different, you know, all, all, they're not all in the same package. They're not all in the same box to where with my wholesale bundle system, I teach people how to create it all as one product. So think like a gift set, like we do in our company, we yeah. do a lot of gift sets. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't want to order a virtual bundle gift set, which then you're sending to Aunt Jane and Aunt Jane gets three different right. boxes with three different products and it's not nicely put together in a box. It doesn't feel like a gift. It feels like you sent them three packages from Amazon. So I always caution people, right. if you're sending a gift, <laughs> don't use the virtual bundling because that's it will, it will arrive awkward and we wouldn't want that. So a lot of the kits that we're creating are for either gift purposes or it's speed, convenience, variety, right? We're all so busy yeah. and we just want to buy mm -hmm. it now. One click, one swipe. We don't have to want to have to add three, four, five different things to the cart, make sure we have decent prices, all that stuff. I mean, time is money. So the bundle really appeals to the buyer because, um, if you understand what they're buying and understand that their time is valuable, you create the bundle ahead of time. They're like, oh, great. I get shampoo, conditioner, and uh, uh, my hair gel all in one package. And it comes in a nice, neat box and you're saving on packaging and it's e more eco-friendly and things like that. So customers really appreciate the time you put in up front to give them a very convenient bundle. Yeah. Sure. Well, and I'd imagine the virtual offering is often while it might be close it's not exact it's not gonna hit the money like like 
you can't take away the human element of like a mom right. shopping for what that's would an go AI with bundle, XYZ thing. not and, a human bundle. Yes. Yeah, versus like I know this five year old and the other thing yeah. he would also want in his birthday yeah. present. Um, I think that's so interesting because it obviously would translate to pretty much any like niche. It's just a matter of figuring out what the bundles work. Do you find that you have to pivot a lot and try a bunch of new things all the time? Or have you been able to, you know, really market yourself as like the toy kind of go to? We've we because the bundle concept in the the process of the research that I've developed is very universal. So it goes across any and all categories. It's it's about more about the process of how you think about the customer and how you put your product together in a way that makes sense for them and for you. Um, but it mm-hmm. goes across many categories. So at first, um, we we started with toy and grocery and of course we've pivoted many times because we also want to work smarter and not harder so we we started getting into um different like replenishable products you know commodities and then we we tested out our favorite category right now is actually home decor because a lot of home decor you know people will you know a new trend will come up like uh, everybody buffalo plaid black and white i mean thank you joanna for all of those things so because of that we jump on to different trends and we're able to put you know things together like you for example it would be like a table runner a rug and a and um maybe a throw pillow cover or or a throw blanket to kind of complete your living room set with these, you know, accent pieces and things like that. So we've been really exploring a lot in the home decor because people change that often when trends change. So it gives us more opportunity to stay fresh and new, which gives us more sales. Yeah. So I guarantee people are like, mine's churning. This is exciting. I'm like, but I don't know where to start. Like, I don't even like I shop on Amazon all the time, but how do you become a person who sells online? Where would you find the product to ultimately put in the bundle? Are you still like putting it together and labeling it and shipping it off to Amazon? Or can you walk us through some of like the basics of getting started as an Amazon seller? Certainly. So, you know, the basics of signing up and making sure that, you know, all of your identity is verifiable. Amazon's very particular about verifying your identity. Um, And so, of course, the first steps would be making sure you're a legitimate business. So if you're looking to start something new, which like not you, Emily, you're not allowed. (laughs) Not me. But no, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) No, but if you were going to do that, you might already have an LLC or something set up. So they really want you to have some sort of legitimacy. You can do it as a sole proprietor as well. Um, But making sure you know your bank account and all things light up those are the first real basics and then when it's it comes down to looking for a product um the best way is to really start with start with looking for wholesale companies once you're legitimate and set up and you have either a reseller's license or reseller certificate that's the most important thing to start selling on amazon and to work you don't have to have that to sell retail arbitrage. But in order to sell wholesale products, you need to have either a reseller's license or a sales and use tax, whatever your state issues for basically business to business transactions. Um, but then you're really going to want to start um, the step one of my framework is really finding a niche or a category. And I use and I tell people to start with their knowledge bank. Everyone has a knowledge bank, whether you're 10 or hundred. You have a knowledge bank. You have you have a culture. You have a background. You have an ethnicity. You had a job. You've had family members. You've had sicknesses. Maybe you've had allergies. Um, you have hobbies. So everybody can start with what they know. And the most important thing about that is starting with what you know helps you understand the customer. Because with bundles, you're going to create products mm-hmm. based on your customer's needs and solving a problem or meeting a need for them. And if you don't know them, it's really hard to put a product together that they would want to buy. So I always ask people, there's a, there's a questionnaire in the beginning of my training that talks about, it's a whole two page thing about filling out, discovering what you know, and starting with those products and then walking you through going to find wholesalers. Finding wholesalers is something people get so caught up on. And it's really quite simple. As a matter of fact, at the end of the show, I can always give a free takeaway video of people, how they can find hundreds of wholesale vendors like by noon today, because it really is a simple way to do it. You don't have to, you know, there's no hidden gem here. It's literally finding manufacturers and vendors of products. And the best way to do that is 
trade show stalking, which like, I've kind of like made that up. It's not like a real thing, but um, it's basically going to trade show websites and oh, no. it's a real it's thing. A real thing. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. So trade show stocking, right? So you go and you look at the vendors, you look at who's exhibiting and all of their contact information's right there. So you don't have to fly from here to Dallas and go to the show and do all that. Although I love doing that because I love to see the products mm-hmm. and all that, but you can do it in your jammies and just say, Oh, I want to sell stationary. So I'm going to look at all the stationary vendors and all of their wonderful information pops right up and you can start reaching out to them and opening accounts. Yeah. I recently went down that rabbit hole. I I got marketed a show, a trade show in Vegas. And I was like, oh, this is really tempting. And it was like, I don't know, it's still a couple weeks away. But I was like, no, I don't need to go anywhere. I can just look at this list. And then I started clicking on websites. And I was like, I could lose the next 14 days just scouring through everything that's there how do you narrow it down like I think I would be like a kid in a candy store not really knowing what I'm looking for are you paying most attention to like quality or price or like the margin you see potential for like how are you even narrowing down who you want to work with I want to be like, I really want to say I, I have a strategy for that, but I'm just much, just like you. When I go to a trade show, I'm literally like unleashed. I like I'm gathering all this. the catalogs. <laughs> it is so bad. So I've had to be like, my mom is my business partner actually in my Amazon store. And so her and I, like she has to rein me in because she's like, no, we're focusing on this niche only. You can't. I'm like, but, but mom, what about this? And what about this? She's like, stay focused. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. And I have to do it to her occasionally too, because she is an amazing like designer as far as when it comes to bundling and home decor and things like that. So she just loves to flock to those things. And I like to flock to anything because I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. So how I narrow it down is sometimes I do collect all the things and then I spend a day like sorting through the good, better, best. So it's like, okay, this is a great idea, but I don't know as much about that. So I have to do more research. So I start with what's easiest first and then go along. Mm -hmm. But definitely it has to do with um, definitely the customer base. You know, I have a way I use merchant words, which is one of my favorite research Mm -hmm. tools to see the supply and demand. I do the work ahead of time. If I go to a trade show, I do the work ahead of time to say, okay, I'm focusing on these three niches and nothing else. Um, But then I narrow it down mostly for, we have kind of an average selling price that we like to stick with. And so we like to do $30 or more for our bundles, just because that makes the most sense financially for most of the parts and pieces that we put together. And also it has to be, I'm not as size averse as some people are. People are thinking, oh, I have it has to be lightweight. It has to be under three pounds so that I can send it and not pay all these fees. But I go where opportunity is. And if everyone's Mm -hmm. going to the left, I immediately go right because I'm thinking these are this is the these are the hidden gems. This is the pay dirt over here. These people are chasing after the tiny little little things that everybody's going for, and I like to to uncover the hidden gems. So um, I like to go to the booths or the things that no one's paying attention to, and that's kind of where I start. And then I have a process for going through catalogs once I get them. So that's a whole nother, whole nother process. Yeah, we could talk all day about that, I feel like. Um, okay, so let's imagine you've you've picked your things and you're like identifying your bundle. I think my biggest hang up mentally of what happens next is how do you get those items to Amazon in the bundled way that you want people to buy them? Wonderful question. So actually, we used to do it in-house. So we would put bundles together based on number one, product availability. I mean, people try to start on Amazon and they think, oh, I'm going to look for bundles here. And then they find some great products and then they have no idea how to source those products. They don't know how to find the vendors. They don't know, you know, so they're starting kind of in the wrong place where I'd rather, I start with accessibility. I start with the catalogs and the vendors that are open to Amazon sellers that are willing to open accounts for me. And then I look at their items. Um, But once I figure out a bundle, you know, using the, the, research process, then it's time to obviously order and package and ship off to Amazon. And we use a prep center. So a prep center, you can send all of your inventory to the prep center and you can either send them a video or a detailed explanation about how you want that package. And they package it up all for you and send it off to Amazon on your behalf. And so you don't have to touch any of your inventory. 
That's nice. Oh my gosh. That would obviously take the, the like, I don't know. I can like sit and research all day long. The moment it like comes to my door, I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Not that I wouldn't do it, but it just, I think the idea of the inventory taking over my garage or whatever kind of is the barrier I see for a lot of people. And I'm sure it's not cheap. Like you have to build that into your margin to have someone else prep your products. But after you know what to expect, you can build it into your price and absolutely you're good to go. it really I mean, is a game changer because let me tell you about inventory taking over <laughs> your garage and your house and your spare room and you know everything in between um, we did start that way of course in house doing everything here and then we had one office and then we knocked down a wall and did another office and then we had a garage full and then my husband was like this has to end now this is our whole house <laughs> he's <now>. wonderful <laughs> Yes, it was like um, when your entire uh, decor is cardboard boxes, uh, you know you're an Amazon seller, right? So yeah. <laughs> it really was like this has to stop. And so we started um, we started looking around for different places. We thought maybe we'd get a warehouse. But honestly, that's not the lifestyle I wanted. I didn't want to be chained mm -hmm. to basically a nine to five, going to a warehouse, managing all that, having someone be there to get the deliveries and things. I said, there's got to be a better way. And in the same token, a friend of mine who was an Amazon seller kept pestering me in my email about this prep center he was opening. And he really wanted my bundles and my opinion. And I was Blow, blew him off like three or four times and finally <laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the grease right so he's like please just 15 minutes of your time I said fine if it will get you to go away um I will listen to you and it actually didn't get him to go away he's a built a multi-million dollar business and we were his first client he he runs his nice. prep center based on bundles he came here to see our operation and our process he's like I could totally do this so he prepped our inventory for three months for free and just so he could get nice. the hang of it start his business and now he's moved warehouses three times and he's running an amazing establishment and i'm glad that i didn't blow him off the last time they're amazing people amazing human beings and it's because of them that i was able to finally get the freedom i wanted i had the finances i had the really nice yeah. income that was coming in i mean we hit um seven figures in sales multiple years in a row but we didn't have the freedom that we wanted when yeah. it came to all the prep and all the work. And so that really, really helped us. And the prep centers are, are less expensive than people think. Um, so a lot of people think, oh my gosh, that must be, you know, $10 a bundle or something when really most of them are very reasonably priced. And so you can build that in considering you're not spending time with packaging and taping and bundling and putting all those things together. You spend your time on yeah. product research and making really good margins on the things. And then you send yeah. emails and they do all the the heavy lifting, which is yeah. my dream. My biggest yeah. hesitation for anyone starting this is I, my biggest fear is having someone go upside down and purchasing product that they're not ultimately sure will sell or they're brand new to this and like investing mm -hmm. in inventory before you've really even dabbled in running a physical product-based business. That's a that's a pretty big ask. Where did you start in terms of dollars? And for the average person getting started, what do you suggest they have saved to even kind of dabble in this? Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out the job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great question. One of my first trainings, if you're literally brand new, never sold anything on Amazon, I do have like a 101 basics kind of course. Um, It's called Start FBA Today. And that would get you off of the ground. And what I suggest people do there is actually start with like used books or scanning a few things around your house to get used to the process before you even invest anything. Like you could literally go to... um, even your own house. Like I've scanned books on my own bookshelf because I am an avid reader. So I'm like, okay, what can I get rid of? And just something to get used to the process first and say, okay, I've got the hang of the fundamentals of these things. And now I really want to invest in product. The myth behind wholesale is specifically wholesale bundling is that it has to be expensive. And I have a whole video and a a thing that's like how to do wholesale for $300 or less. And it it comes with like a list of vendors that have really low minimum orders so that you can start out getting wholesale, put a few test bundles together and see how the velocity is. Um, And so because of that, it doesn't have to be super expensive. You're not going to end up with $25,000 of product in your garage that you can't sell. I I, I have clients that come to me after they've made that mistake and we, we rectify it and fix it with their inventory. So um, to start, there's just starting small, starting with small test bundles. Oftentimes there'll be wholesalers that will sell you like maybe $300 minimum order. So that might be a few cases full of something. You put 12, bun- 12 um, units of one bundle together and test it out. And so you'll see how that works. Now with, with the wholesale bundle research system, um, it's, airtight as far as if you do the research properly, there's not going to be a very huge question of, is this going to sell? If you do the research properly and you have the numbers properly and you know and understand your customer and you can build that product, the sales will come. You know, I don't want you to go and sell iPhone cases, right? Because everybody sells iPhone cases. But an example that I use is I'm a cake decorator. I love to decorate cakes, not professionally, although I did take like one professional class once. Um, But I just, I know the products that I use. I make special cakes for everyone in the family and there's a boatload of these products. And so 
I started with what I knew. I'm like, okay, let me put a couple of these things together based on the research, based on what people are buying together, what they use on a regular basis, understanding the customer. And the day it hits the warehouse on Amazon, it starts selling two, three, four a day. And pretty soon I'm reordering and reordering again. So it's all really about the research so that we don't have that fear that what if this Mm -hmm. doesn't sell? Yeah, I think it's a it's research and start and you've said this already, but start with what you know, start with something you're really familiar with and that you have bought like everything that you might bundle up together, because if you are a consumer, someone else out there is a consumer for that thing. Um, I think we all want to chase the like, what could be the, the gold mine of bundling, but I don't think right. starting there is smart. I think you're absolutely right. The thing is, it's like everyone's always talking about like big brands and well, I want to sell Nike and KitchenAid and all the stuff. I'm like, yeah, get in line. So do all so of us, but they don't about. allow you to. Right. But you know what we all buy every single day? That and that's something that you bring up a good point there. That's something I do tell beginners often. Go to your own Amazon account right now because y'all know yes. you all have your phones like in your hand. So go look at your uh-huh. Amazon account and look at the last 10 things that you bought. And start there because you're a consumer of those things. So you understand why you need them, how you need them. What do you use with that? I sell boring, unsexy products like HDMI cords aren't sexy, but don't we all need them sometimes or headphones or headsets or sticky notes, right? So it doesn't have to be sexy. It just has to, it just has to meet a need or solve a problem and make a profit. So Mm -hmm. interesting to me. Like I, I've always loved physical products I say it once I'll say it a million times and just the idea of like not having to manage the back end it's still there like you're managing the process Mm -hmm. but you're not I don't know there's definitely a yeah go ahead managing the managing the process is a lot better than managing the products I will tell you that 100% because I totally get it now that I've done it before I'm like, oh, I never want to go back to like heaving those 40 pound boxes and like tape and putting all the bundles together ourselves like that. No way. So I have a question that I feel like might be on a lot of our listeners' minds where this is so drastically different than a lot of industries that our listeners might be in, right? Where they're offering services, they're creating a brand, they're creating a social media presence, they have a website. I feel them going down that path of, okay, of all of those things that I'm used to having to need for these kind of businesses, what do you have to need in this kind of business? Are you running a social media? Do you have an independent website? What other software and tools are you investing in, if anything? Or is it all Amazon related? I love this question because... This is one of the businesses that <clears throat> this is one of the businesses that is perfect for introverts, right? People who are like, I want a business idea, but I don't want to be an influencer. I don't I they run in the opposite direction of YouTube. I watch YouTube 24-7, but getting me on camera, I, I'd rather shoot myself in the foot. Um, there's people that don't want to do all those sort of things, but they want to make a business from it's perfect for people who have no interest in that. It's more about it's a product-based business. Now, yes, I do I don't do any social media for my Amazon store at all. I don't do any social media. I don't do any advertising for my products because the research with the tools that I do use. So there are some tools that I recommend and use for the research process. Of course, when people are new, there's that person, right? That's like, I want all the things, give me all the things. And I want to have everything set up and everything first. And then there's a person like, I don't know what I need. So I need nothing. It doesn't start with anything. Um, I recommend one at a time because they all have a learning curve. But my favorite research Mm -hmm. tool really is Merchant Words because Merchant Words um, gives you a very basic or extensive, depending on which program you pick, um, keyword search volume. And that's the most important thing when looking things up on Amazon is their keyword search volume. You want to be able to reach your customers with the proper keywords without paying for them, without doing pay-per-click ads and things like sponsored ads on Amazon. You want to be able to reach your customers. So I say attributes sell bundles. And the way to figure out the supply and demand for these things is to use a software like uh, merchant words. So that's one of my favorite uh, tools to use for the research process. There's others that help and enhance, but not mm-hmm. they're not necessary. 
I mean, it sounds like to me, and this is just me reading between the lines, because I haven't obviously researched this at all, but if I were to get, wanting to get started on this, ultimately, I need some education around it, I need to pay for some sort of research tool, and I need the cash to buy a small amount of inventory to test bundles. But theoretically, like, this could be cheaper than starting a website and like paying for an email service provider and like list the dozen softwares that you ultimately end up investing in right away when you're marketing yourself as the business versus the product is doing the work for you. I don't know. It's Absolutely. You got it really nailed there. I mean, it really is. I don't want to say it's, it's not, it's simple, no, for sure. but not no, necessarily for sure. easy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's not a, right, not a lot of complicated steps to get started, but it is, you know, there is some work involved in doing it properly. Yeah. I see so many people making so many mistakes because they listen to 12 or 14 different people on YouTube and then they don't know which, it's like a diet program, right? Like yeah. we are also inundated with all these different diet programs. Like, should I do keto? Should I do paleo? Should mm-hmm. I do, you know, should the intermittent fasting and all this stuff? I'm like, I'm just going to eat burritos and donuts, okay? Because I just can't sort all this mess out, right? That's kind of how it is on Amazon when people start diving in and doing research. It's like there's so much out there that you could follow and you have to just hone in on what's best and right for you. What is the ultimate lifestyle that you want to live? If you Mm -hmm. want to be an influencer, then you follow people who are doing that and watch them do that. If you're like, if you're following the get rich quick Lambo guys, you know, good luck with that. But there's plenty of them out there to say, hey, you know, this is the holy grail of Amazon. But if you want, like, I I always tell people that the business model that I created after many years of trying many things on Amazon is I was looking for long-term sustainability and a lifestyle business. And I didn't have that right away. And I didn't even know I wanted that right away. I figured out what I didn't want when I was doing, let me be honest, retail arbitrage is is super lucrative and very profitable, Mm -hmm. but it's not scalable. Mm -hmm. So you can do it and you can do it for a time, but then you build yourself a prison. You don't build yourself freedom and a scalable business. You're just like, as long as I'm out to the store every single day, gathering products, bringing them home and shipping them in, I'm making money. But I want sleep coin. I want to go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and go, wow, I did a thousand dollars of sales while I was sleeping and I didn't have to go to the store and buy all that stuff and do all that. So it it realized quickly that although it was very profitable and it, it's a decent place to start to get and get your feet wet, spend a little mm-hmm. cash, figure it out. Um, but wholesale bundles is the way to go because it's for the lifestyle of I want to order products. I love to be creative. Yeah. So it's great for creative people who want to like, oh, what kind of amazing products can I put together um, for to help my customers? I mean, if you like have skincare stuff yeah. and you want to solve those problems, you could offer your own, you know, custom made mm-hmm. products on Amazon in a bundle. You can offer for all kinds of different things that you can do on Amazon. Um, so I really love that the sky is the limit and that I get to be creative yeah. and the fact that I don't have sure. to touch all of this stuff anymore. And now that I figured that out, I don't want anyone to go backwards and like do start that. doing it from home. I'm like, go to the prep center right away. And then you'll actually really have that lifestyle sure. business. That so you speaking really of want. not touching it, I know yeah, a lot I of think, people yeah. are what's the right word attracted to drop shipping as an option like whether that's they're designing a product someone else is producing it and shipping it for them or they're kind of doing like a hybrid wholesale model where they're like purchasing and someone else is drop shipping a product for them maybe they don't even buy the technical inventory until it ships what's your what's your thoughts on that versus this model's like in a comparison. So if you're talking on Amazon, like we can talk drop shipping on other places and that's a totally different beast, but on Amazon, actual drop shipping is totally against our terms of service. And it's one of the fastest mm-hmm. ways to get suspended. Now here's my, my take on that. Drop shipping is 
very risky to your account because Amazon says in their terms of service that you have to have possession of the inventory in order to list it. And what often happens with drop shipping is you'll get an order, which would be a merchant fulfilled order. The difference between merchant fulfilled and FBA or, or um, Amazon fulfilled, which is fulfilled by Amazon FBA or merchant fulfilled. The merchant fulfilled is I can list all products all day long on Amazon that I have here at my house. And when someone places an order, I ship it personally. That's that does not qualify for your Amazon prime. So you're missing out on tons of Amazon prime customers. I mean, like I think it's 86% of us households are Amazon prime. So do you want to miss out on 86% of customers? No. So drop shipping does not, I literally have three packages on my porch right now from Amazon Prime. I'm like my own customer. Um, so <laughs> it, so you don't want to miss out on all those customers, right? But then also you don't, with Merchant Fulfilled, you don't qualify for reaching all those customers, but then you're supposed to have inventory on hand. And what happens with drop shipping is, of course, someone places an order on Amazon, you get the email that says, somebody bought this item, it's time to ship it. And then that person goes to Walmart or distributor or mm-hmm. someone else and places that order and ships it to the customer. But if ha- if those people are out of stock or they can't ship it, then you have a nightmare on your hand. Imagine getting 10 of those orders in one day and then you have to process, Ooh. oh shoot, cancel this order, cancel that order. If you cancel too many orders on Amazon, they just kick you off. They're like, you're not a good customer yeah. service person and you're out the door. So Amazon technically in their terms of service says that if you do not have possession of the inventory, meaning either at the Amazon warehouse or your own possession of it, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to list it. So it's against terms of service of course, hundreds of people do it. There's even people who teach you how to do it. Um, but it's a real way to get in real trouble because you will run into out of stock issues or slow stock or um, even shipping issues. Yeah, it does. It it would stress me out too, because uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of unhappy customers. Uh, it's a Mm -hmm. funny story about this. I was speaking at a conference. Gosh, you guys remember conferences? Do you remember those? I mean, like pre-2020. <laughs> yeah, people. And like real clothes, like jeans, anyone? No Weird. thanks. I'm all about I the, mean, the, look the at home me. clothes, right? <laughs> Girl, I know. I'm telling you right now, my daughter was even the other day. I ha- I went to, um, where did I go? I had to dress up for something. Oh, my husband and I were going like on a real date because they finally like opened restaurants in our area. And we're like, oh, we're going on a date. And I put on jeans. And literally, guys, I was like not fancy at all. It was like jeans and something else. And my 10-year-old says, mom, where are you going all fancy? And I was like, fancy? Uh-uh. She's like, yeah, you're like dressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> struggle is real. Anyway, um, so drop shipping, I do not recommend at all because you have to have the inventory on hand. And although people think it's like, oh, just send a bunch of emails and fulfill a bunch of orders or pay a VA to do such things. And then your account no. gets shut down in like three weeks because you couldn't fulfill all the orders. Yeah. So it, it's no. quite different than that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that clears up hopefully drop shipping for everyone on Amazon. We seem like don't do it. I just wouldn't. Um, okay. Now I would say like on Walmart, um, like if you have people, it's different, you know, I'm just breaking into selling on Walmart as another third party seller. Cause they, you know, recently in the past few mm-hmm. years have opened their account. Now drop shipping is a totally mm-hmm. great right now business plan for Walmart because mm-hmm. they, it's not against their terms of service. Number one, to do drop shipping and number two, uh, they just don't have as many, um, restrictions and in policies that prevent that. So uh, that's a whole different thing. So I'm just saying Amazon specifically, I drop shipping is against sure. their terms of service. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's head into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear your three to five action steps for someone who's like, yes, um, they can be your own resources. But what do you recommend kind of in order for people to tackle, think about, learn, do first to get started selling wholesale bundles on Amazon? So the first thing, if you're brand new to Amazon, I would definitely um, try a beginner course. Uh, You could always start with some YouTube videos to watch like how, how to, the processes of selling on Amazon. Because at this point, it wouldn't be necessarily about what to sell. It's more of like, how do I open an account? How do I make sure that I'm legitimate? How do I get my reseller certificate? Um, And so the Start FBA Today course is very much step-by-step hand-holding 101 style to get you selling on Amazon, including what what the tagline is, is really like two weeks to your first sale. 
And I actually just had my cousin reached out to me because he's like, I saw you on YouTube. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, it was so awkward. But at the same time, he's like, I started selling. I watched it and I bought your course. I had no idea he bought the course. And he's like, I just sold my first product. I was like, what? And I was like, when did you sign up? He's like, two weeks ago. I was like, you're a case study all of a sudden. I was like, this yeah. actually, he's like, yeah, I just went and did. He did a couple of like retail arbitrage things because that's what I say, just to get your feet wet, scan your books at home, send something in. Once you do that, I really recommend people starting with wholesale and wholesale bundles, um, looking at the trade show stocking video. So mommyincome.com slash the number 100 will show you how to like do trade show stocking. So that's another thing I really recommend to start learning how to get um, those vendors. And even though you don't have the first steps for the wholesale bundle framework, um, I would make a list of your um, knowledge bank, make a list of the things that you know about and the products that at least categories you could start with. If you're like a mom of like three toddlers, like you have products coming out of your ears and probably you're sitting on one right now and you just stepped on something earlier and like you, you know, like <laughs> products to buy, like when you have kids. So, or you have like three dogs, you know, you know, you have hair everywhere and just all this stuff. So you make a list of your knowledge bank and all the different things that you know about your careers, classes you've taken, your hobbies, um, any sort of sicknesses, illnesses that you've had, all, all kinds of anything, your education, your religion, your business background, and then start looking at products around those items and think about what you want to start researching because at that point then it's going to be research and of course um, following that up with a wholesale bundle system um, with really getting into making the wholesale products and making that work it's the best way to competition proof your items because if you sell single items on amazon you and 500 other people can sell the same thing and then you have a price war mm -hmm. so if you're creating a wholesale bundle you're creating a listing that's all your own that no one else can copy of therefore you own all of the sales and all of the profit on that and so make sure that you're aiming your business at long-term sustainability um, by making sure your processes align with the lifestyle sure. you want to have well yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today and we know that people are going to want to dive in and check your stuff out. So where they, where can they find you online? Where's the best place to see some of your like beginner content? Awesome. So I'm mommy income everywhere. So mommyincome.com. Uh, there's two different roadmaps that you can choose there to show you your roadmap to your first sale or your roadmap to your first bundle. So maybe a listener or two has already sold on Amazon and they're just kind of looking for a different way. But if you're brand new, a roadmap to your first bundle or roadmap to your first sale, excuse me, um, will get you where you want to go. Um, also, the Mommy Income YouTube channel has all Amazon videos from A to Z, all kinds of different, you know, smaller ones, large ones. And of course, the Amazon Files podcast, uh, if you want to start listening and just kind of see what that's all about, um, the Amazon Files podcast will be your friend. Awesome. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show today. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.